God will sustain you and give you peace in all of your circumstances. Today on Selling the Truth, Jill Briscoe explains what that means and how it works. But first, in their new five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces, Stuart and Jill show you straight from God's Word how you can stand strong against your spiritual enemy and live victoriously in Christ. We'll send you a copy of this resource as our thanks for your support today to help others experience the life of abundance God wants them to have in Jesus. But this offer ends today, so don't miss out. Call to request your copy of Fighting Unseen Forces, 1-800-889-5388. That's 1-800-889-5388, or you can give online at tellingthetruth.org. Now, here's Jill with her message, Living Above the Circumstances. Biblical history gives us a story of a woman called Hannah who was not looking forward to the festival time. Now, there are many festivals. The males in Israel had to go three times a year to fulfill their obligations up to Shiloh, where the temple was at that point, and the temple services. And Hannah and Elkanah, her husband, and the other woman... In her husband's life, Penina, who had children, though Hannah had none, were about to pack up and take off for the Feast of Tabernacles, which actually was one of the most fun feasts of all. But there was one woman who didn't want to go because she didn't have any children. And in a sense, this children's festival was agony for her. Things were not the way they ought to be. Now, polygamy was the problem here. And you meet polygamy right at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis chapter 4, actually, where Lamech, a descendant of Adam, Adam was still alive. He was 130 at that time. He lived till he was 900. But he had a descendant called Lamech. And the first time we read about polygamy, it's reading about him. And apparently somebody attacked him. And he killed the man in self-defense. So he calls his wives... And he complains to them. And that's the first time you see he called his wives. They're named. And so polygamy happened very soon after Eden was lost. And it brought chaos into the family. One man, one woman. That's the way it ought to be, said God. And as soon as polygamy happens, and it was allowed in Mesopotamia, because if you couldn't have children and you didn't have modern medicine to help you, then you could use a maidservant. And the word use is what I wanted to use. So some hapless slave or second wife would be brought in to produce the babies and to be the baby machine. Such was the situation in Hannah's family. And this was a believing family. Now, as I read the story of Hannah, I find that her survival rested in her relationship with God. And that's where I want to begin. The most important relationship in our lives must be the relationship we have with God. On that will stand your survival and revival. On that will depend whether you live under the circumstances or well in the circumstances or above 
the circumstances. How well you relate to God and how well God can relate to you. All the help that you need. The Holy Spirit is called the helper, the one called alongside to help. And I know you need help. You've done all you can and it's never enough. And what you need is God in the equation. And God comes into the equation when we come to know him. When we open our hearts and lives and say, I'm out. I'm run out. I have nothing to give. My life's a mess. Please come into my heart. Forgive my sin. Begin to relate to me so I can relate to you. And I can help you relate to my relations, you see. And that's where it begins. And the better you know God, the better you will do with difficult relationships. I am not saying for a minute, know God and all your relationships will just turn out hunky-dory. Be back to Eden. No, no. In fact, Hannah's never did. As far as we know, she ended her lives with Penina and Elkanah and a broken heart. Except we do know her heart wasn't broken in the end. But her circumstances didn't change. She changed in the circumstances. And that's really the message that comes off the pages. God writes stories like this so that we can live into them and they can live into us. You don't just read the Bible and say, well, that's an interesting story. And and use it to apply a little lesson to your life. No, the whole thing needs to live into you. And you need to live into it. And the big thing about this is the largeness of God, this story shows us. He's large, he's huge, he's, he's, he's filling everything in every way. And God wants us to walk into the largeness of God. And let the largeness of God walk into us. Only then can he change us. In our circumstances. Because our circumstances, listen to me, might never change. In fact, they might get worse. Terrible thought. They might, and they might not. And God might change the circumstances. But the idea of God is, you relate to me and I'll relate to you in such a way it doesn't matter whether they change or not. I'll leave you, I'll help you, and I'll lift you above the circumstances. So you can walk on water, as it were. So we have a big message to give, which Hannah finishes up giving in chapter 2. Only God is big enough. And what Hannah tells us from this story as we live into it, and it begins to live into us, is that you lean, and God won't fall over. I think I've spent all my life learning that lesson. doesn't matter how hard you lean, He'll never fall over. And the more trouble comes and the more you need help in your life, in the circumstances of your life, the more you need to lean. And leaning, you find he's a rock. Leaning, you find he's there, despite all evidence to the contrary. He is there. He is there, sometimes in the dark, but never at a distance. And that's what Hannah tells us. I think of Hannah Her story walks right off the page into my life, into what I hear from women around the world. She was living with Penina, this woman who was bitter, who was her rival, who was relentless, who kept provoking her, who was ruthless, cruel. So she was living with Penina, and she was also trying to relate to Elkanah. Now you say, but she had a husband? 
She wasn't husbandless, but she was childless. And he just didn't get it. He didn't understand. You can have a loving spouse, but a difficult marriage. I'll say that again. You can have a loving spouse, but you can have a spouse that just doesn't relate or communicate and doesn't get it. I mean, even in the best of marriages, it can be hard. 1 Peter 3, 7 says, Husbands, try and understand the women you live with. Try, please, just try, says Peter. I know it's difficult. And this poor man is totally bewildered. He doesn't get it. Powerful words from Jill Briscoe on today's Telling the Truth. She'll be right back with more encouragement on how to find peace in all circumstances. But before we dive back in, you can't always see it raging around you, but every day you're locked in a battle that threatens your spiritual, emotional, and relational well-being. Spiritual warfare is very real, and you can't afford to sit this fight out. Your spiritual enemy will stop at nothing to keep you from experiencing the abundant and impactful life you're called to in Christ. But you can stand strong in Jesus and the power of His Spirit. And Stuart and Jill want to show you how, straight from God's Word, by sending you their new five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces. We'll send you this encouraging series as thanks for your gift to help people around the world hear the message of Jesus through broadcasts like this one today. This exciting offer ends today, so act now, because your gift of support helps Telling the Truth carry the message of God's love to people across the globe so they can experience life in Christ. Don't miss out on this resource. Request your copy of Fighting Unseen Forces when you call now to give. 1-800-889-5388. That's 1-800-889-5388. Or you can give online at tellingthetruth.org. Also, we want to let you know that after today, Telling the Truth will be moving off your local station. But you can still find the teaching you love from Stuart and Joel Briscoe at tellingthetruth.org, on the Telling the Truth app, or at oneplace.com. We trust you'll connect with us there for 24-7 access to the Briscoe's Great Teaching. Now back to Jill with more of today's message, Living Above the Circumstances. Barbara and Alan Pierce say, when they're talking about men understanding women and vice versa, women regularly make the assumption that because a man loves her, he must understand her. Women presume that. It's true. Well, if he loves me, he must understand me. That's not true. He usually doesn't, they say. And a woman needs to know one man well to understand all men, whereas a man may know all women well and not understand one of them. That's what the man said. Bewildered. Elkanah is bewildered. Listen to what he says. Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downhearted? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? What about me? And the answer to that was, nobody, you're not enough. You don't get it. You don't understand. Because she loved him too. She couldn't really tell him. And so it wasn't really his fault because she wasn't communicating either. And the first time we hear her communicating is in 1 Samuel as she prays to God. 
And she comes to a point where she's sick of being sick of it. And she comes to a point where she's had it. And she comes to a point where she goes to God. Yes, he says, you should have come sooner, Hannah. Have you ever heard God say that to you? Have you been trying to fix it? Have you been running to this person and that person? And thank God for the people that you can run to, to help and to counsel and to pray for you. But why don't you run to God? Why? We've too many holy substitutes in this society, in this church, in this land. Run to God. It's where your help is. And Hannah ran to God. She'd been dealing with herself. She'd been defeated. Have you been living defeated? Have you been living under this for years and years and years? I cannot tell you what I have heard as people have come to and told me their situations. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And most of them have said, Jill, I gave up hope of ever living well in this situation or ever, who could think it, living above it. I gave up hope. Don't give up hope. Please don't give up hope. Listen to me. Listen to Hannah. She went to God. She poured it out. She went to prayer. Prayer isn't something you do. Prayer is somewhere you go. You go to the presence of God, the largeness of God. And you say, help. That's the best prayer you can do. That's what she says. You can read this prayer. God, in the bitterness of my heart, in my grief, in my pain. And God says, I read you. I see it. I count your tears. I put them in a bottle. That's what God says. He hears you. He heard Hannah. And the old priest who is out of touch with God thinks she's drunk. Why don't you come back when you're sober, he says. And she says, I'm not drunk. I'm in agony. I've been pouring out my heart. I've been asking God for the desires of my heart. And the old priest catches himself and says, well, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant you what you've asked of him. And through even an out-of-touch priest with God, she hears him. And God says to her, I'll arrange your circumstances. I'll manage it. But first, Hannah, I'll manage you. I won't fix your circumstances yet, but I'll fix you. That's where you begin. So you have to go to Shiloh. You have to let it out. You have to surrender to his will. You have to let him write the end of the story. What dreams... What dreams lie shattered in your life? Has life turned out the way it ought to be? The way you dreamed, the way you hoped? Has your marriage turned out like that? Has your singleness turned out like that? What dreams lie shattered? Well, first of all, you need to remind yourself of his love. You know where this begins up here? You mind your mind, God will mind your heart. It starts up here. Minding your mind. Setting your mind on God. And that's what Hannah did. And she was able to say, take it, I'm done. Baby or no baby. I will believe I can be as happy without a baby as with a baby. Watch your baby. Watch your Samuel. Do you believe if you come to him and say, okay, I give it you. Have you been trying to give it him? It's been like Velcro, won't go. Stuck to your soul? Let me give you a hint. Get to God. Hold your Samuel in your arms. 
and give him permission to take him. That's what she did. And she says in chapter 2, I revel in God. I delight in God. And she says in chapter 2, I depend. I lean. (laughs) And he won't fall over. He won't fall over. I wrote that in my Bible years ago. I lean on you, Lord Jesus. And he never fell over. The whole world can lean on God because of the largeness of God. And he won't fall over. And then she said, I'll declare. And she wrote chapter 2. When did she write chapter 2? The day she took the baby that came, miracle, weaned him for three years. She had him for three years. Three, three, three years she had what she'd always wanted. And then she gave him away into the hands of wicked men. And left him there. And she came home and she picked up a pen. She said, where's some paper? And she wrote, my heart rejoices in the Lord and not my circumstances. And that's where you need to get to. My heart rejoices in the Lord. She was singing this the day she gave Samuel away. The day she put up all the baby clothes. The day she gave the toys back to Penina. The day that woman said to her, oh, so you left him at the temple. That was a good idea, Hannah. You left him with Eli, the out-of-touch man of God, and his two sons who are messing around with the women in the temple. Great. Well, you don't have a baby anymore, do you? Keep your hands off mine. Don't touch them. And Hannah said, You know, Penina, you can't touch me anymore. You can't yank my chain. You can't control my mood. Because my heart is dancing. My heart is dancing. And you can't fight that. Poor Penina says in chapter 2, the woman with many children pines away. Pine, Ina, pined away. But Hannah lived above her circumstances. And she began to declare his great power. And you know, a very important reason why you've got to get to this point is because the world is watching you. Your family is watching you. Your spouse is watching you. Your children are watching you. And they have difficult circumstances too. Your kids are in pain. And the children are watching you. And you know the greatest thing you can give your kids is to live above your circumstances. That's what they need to see in us. And we need to declare his power. I spend my life going around the world saying, listen to what he did in me, like the song says, what Christ did in me. He can do it in you. Yes, he can. He can do it in you. I read today in a book I'm reading, don't be a pool, be a stream. I just don't want to collect all the stuff I know about Jesus and be a pool. I want to be a stream. I want to declare his great power. That's what she did. Mary borrowed it. When the angel came and said, I've come to ruin your life, Mary. You thought you were going to get married and have babies and settle down with Joseph? Forget it. And Mary said, how? And God said, me, lean. And she leant. And God didn't fall over. And Christ was born. And Mary wrote, my soul magnifies the Lord. Where'd she get that from? Chapter 2 of 1 Samuel, she borrowed this woman's heart. Borrow her heart. Use her words. And you'll see.
You're listening to Jill Briscoe on today's Telling the Truth. And her husband, Stuart, will join us to answer some questions about today's message. But before he does... Between the pressures of paying bills, taking care of your family, and keeping up with a chaotic calendar, it's easy to feel outnumbered and overmatched. And those are just the visible challenges you face each day. The unseen forces of evil can make life seem even more overwhelming, threatening your spiritual, emotional, and relational well-being. But you're not without help and hope. And in their new five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces, Stuart and Joel Briscoe show you how you can live victoriously, knowing that with Christ and His Spirit, you're never alone. And through today only, this new series is our thanks for your gift of support to help more people experience life through the resources and teaching of telling the truth. Generous friends like you keep broadcasts like this one today going even reaching people in places that are closed to the gospel. So if you haven't given before, now is a great time to jump in and help keep God's word going out around the world to you and many others. And remember to request your copy of Fighting Unseen Forces when you call right now and give. Again, this offer ends today, so don't miss out. Call 1-800-889-5388. 1-800-889-5388. Or you can give online when you visit tellingthetruth.org. Here are some answers from Stuart to a couple of questions about how we can live above our circumstances. Was there ever a time when you were afraid to trust God because you thought he wouldn't come through for you? I have a theory that that human beings, uh, because they are wired up differently, um, find different aspects of spiritual truth uh, more to their liking or less to the liking, as the, ca- the case may be. So, for instance, uh, I am by nature, in other words, I'm wound up this way. Uh, I guess I could use the analogy if I'm wound up. I'm wound up pretty loose. My wife is wound up pretty tight. Now, because I am wound up pretty pretty loose, uh, I find it very easy to relax. I, very, I find it very easy to um, I find it very easy to trust. It it comes it comes quite naturally to me. Uh, I think the danger of that, of course, is that sometimes I I can trust God to do what He's told me to do. Uh, conversely, uh, Jill, uh, because she is wound so tight and is so disciplined, uh, finds being obedient uh, m- uh, more uh, to her liking. Uh, and she finds it easier to obey than to trust. So we're we're a very good couple. I find it easier to trust than obey. She finds it easier to obey than to trust. So the answer to the question is, have I really found it difficult to trust God? The answer is, the short answer is uh, no. What would you say to someone who is struggling to trust God in the midst of a trial? I remember when our children were small, we, we took them on a vacation to the beach and behind the beach, because I got bored just sitting around on the beach, there was a very uh, steep hill and I decided I was going to climb this hill for a bit of exercise and one of the kids said they wanted to come, then the other one, then the other one, all three wanted to come. Jill advised me not to take them, it was too steep, but I knew better, of course, so I took them up there, and we had great fun climbing up this thing, and then we got to the top and turned around, and it was time to come down, and at that moment, 
Our daughter, Judy, little girl at the time, she panicked. She said, Daddy, it's too steep, it's too steep. And <laughs> and I thought, oh, oh, what am I going to do? And uh, so I said, look, Judy, I've got to get you down here. But I turned to the two boys, I said, boys, can I trust you to sit here and not move? Because it, it really is more dangerous than I realized it is. And I will get Judy down, I'll come back for you. And they said they would do that. Jill was standing down at the bottom of the hill shouting all kinds of things at me. And Judy, uh, so I said to Judy, Judy, just get hold of my hand and hang on. And uh, and she said, I, I, uh, I can't do that, Daddy. And I said, well, don't worry about it. I've got hold of you. You hold on to me with as much as you can. And that's my answer to this question. God is holding on to you. You hold on to him with as much as you can. Thanks so much, Stuart. Before we go, we want to remind you that this month, when you give to support Telling the Truth broadcasts like this one, we'll send you Stuart and Joel Briscoe's five-message series, Fighting Unseen Forces. This powerful new series will help you stand strong in Christ and in the power of His Spirit against the enemy, so you can live victoriously each day. This offer ends today, so don't delay. Please call now and request your series. 1-800-889-5388. 1-800-889-5388. Or you can give online when you visit tellingthetruth.org. Thanks for listening in today. Be sure to listen online at tellingthetruth.org, on the Telling the Truth app, or at oneplace.com for more biblical encouragement and teaching from the Briscoes. Experience life next time on Telling the Truth.